Somebody asked me, Trap, when do I know when to walk off my job? How much money do I need? I say it's not a dollar amount, it's a confidence amount. We cannot lack information, we cannot lack confidence, and then we cannot lack execution to get the life we say we want. We must have all three. Every slave that ran from the plantation took a risk that was greater than themselves. Now, I'm not saying for you to leave your job. What I am saying is the life you want and the freedom that you desire, what are you willing to get off, get off of, and get rid of to attain it? What's good, what's good, what's good, family? Man, it's your boy, the Wall Street Trapper, and welcome to episode 60 of Trapper Tuesdays. <laughs> man we are in dallas right now man we are deep we deep in the d town okay that's on me baby <laughs> so we in dallas man jose how you feel i don't believe it how many of y'all found out that jose was black and was like uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. jose black y'all trick or treat <laughs> I think we got George in the building, salt and pepper poppy. You see him, fresh ball head, the light twinkling. We got George in the building. We got Brandon in the building. Okay, okay, okay. We got Dave in the building. How you feeling, Dave? God damn it. Watch this, watch this. Two there, what's up, partner? <laughs> we got two in the building, man. Shout out to my team, man. I appreciate y'all so much. Episode 60 of Trapping Tuesdays. First, like this, man. Subscribe if you're on the YouTube, man. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all for tapping in. 60 weeks in a row, Jose. That's consistency. It's a different type of... We did something on Christmas. We did something on New Year's. We did something on Thanksgiving. That's, that's different. So I want to start off tonight with saying this. Generational wealth and financial freedom are phrases that now cascade our communities. Our social media feeds, our group chats, we share links. It's kind of like colored money in the 90s. It's perplexing to me sometimes because I definitely can see the growth. I can definitely see us transitioning. But I also must acknowledge how we are engulfed with things that keep us from attaining the things that we say we want to attain. Wealth. Building wealth is a revolutionary act and it must be sacrificed for. It must be this adversity that you must face. It must be a premeditated disruption of the economic barriers that have been put before us. Damn. Like we understand that our schools weren't right. We understand that there were lack of jobs. We understand that the payday loan was being a payday predator. We understand those things. But how long will we, how long will we use that as an excuse? No longer can we allow the residue of our past experience to anchor us to a life that we yearn to escape from God. I think sometimes we don't even dream big enough. A bold act requires confidence, 
fearfulness, fearlessness, and resiliency. I've never seen or heard of a slave master that is given back freedom with no strings attached. But I've heard of millions of stories of slaves who risked it all to attain something that most of them have never seen, most of them have never experienced, but they knew they deserved it. Because what they deserved was better than the reality that they was living in. And so I ask you a question. Does the future that you desire require much more effort than you've been putting forward? And it's easy for us to say that I want to be rich. It's easy for us to say I want to be wealthy. It's easy for us to say I want to be a millionaire. It's easy for us to say I want to be worth 50 million. It's easy for us to say those things. But what happens when the requirement of those things are presented to us? You got to change what you want. <laughs> you got to change it. You got to change for what you say you want or you got to change what you say you want. And I say that because you can't always pinpoint where the sacrifice is going to come from. Somebody asked me, Trap, when do I know when to walk off my job? How much money do I need? I say it's not a dollar amount, it's a confidence amount. Because you can have $30,000 and because you don't got the right confidence, you can't step into what you want. We cannot lack information, we cannot lack confidence, and then we cannot lack execution to get the life we say we want. We must have all three. Because I always knew this. Every slave that ran from the plantation took a risk that was greater than themselves. Now, I'm not saying for you to leave your job. What I am saying is the life you want and the freedom that you desire, what are you willing to get off, get off of, and get rid of to attain it? What are you willing to sacrifice to attain it? The consequences of building wealth is a lifetime of freedom. But in order to indulge in those consequences, in order to partake in that journey, you must be willing to do something that you have never done before. Freedom is an acquired taste. But I promise you this, the minute you taste it, from that moment on, you will never look back again. Episode 60 of Trapping Tuesday, man. Let's trap in, man. We gone. Ah! Hey, two to be on point, dog. My dog. All right, y'all. So we start off every episode with our mantra. And, and I wrote this because I'm not a rapper. 
I think y'all know that. But I always wanted to have something that people believed in when they heard it. Something that motivated you and inspired you. Something that made you want to push forward. Something that when you heard it, you said, damn, that's me. And so with this mantra, it was everybody who was on that journey to build wealth, everybody who desires to change and turn their last name to an asset. Every time you heard this, I wanted you to be able to see this, reflect on it and make this go forward. Because I know that sometimes on a journey, you lose a little confidence. I know that sometimes on a journey, you get a little discouraged. Sometimes the journey requires you more from you than you thought you had in it. But I know sometimes if you read something, it brings it all back, put it back in the forefront. And that's how it was for me. So you don't got to be like me and go get something tattooed on your neck. You can just read this. You can repeat this. And the more you read it and the more you repeat it, it starts making your mission and it starts making your journey that much cliffing. So y'all know what I'm going to do before we start the show. You know, I always get up. Oh, my. And okay. Okay. Okay, Dallas. Okay, Dallas. Dallas done got up. Okay. Jose, they got up. I should have bet you. Damn, that was a good call option right there. I hate when I miss. So it started like this, man. I am. A certified Wall Street Trapper. Wait, hold up. They, oh, there you go. All right, I'm going to make sure they got it. I was like, wait, hold up. Y'all know about heart. I got a little bit more excited. All right, go start over. I am a certified Wall Street Trapper. I'm confident in my ability to make great investments. The stock market is a machine that prints money. And I am more than capable of operating this machine. Not only will I free myself, but my family will eat for a lifetime based off the information I applied today. I am a money maker and a wealth builder. Today, I break the chains that anchor me to that poverty mindset. My ancestors will smile now because I have turned our last name into an asset. Now I just got to stop right there. Oh, that's it right there. That was the ancestors calling right now. I felt it in my spirit. I just want us to understand that some people sacrifice for us to be here. And I want us to understand that we have a, Jose, watch the word, we have an obligatory duty to go attain everything that they shot for, everything they visioned for. And when I say our ancestors, I'm talking about, I don't care what you come from. I don't care where you come from. Somebody before you had a vision and before they could accomplish that vision, they got called home. 
Like for me, I have this thing that when I pass away, when you walk in my people house, I want the picture of me on the wall and I want all my little grandkids and great grandkids and these little people I ain't even going to ever meet. I want them to be like, yep, he the reason why we right here. You feel me? You feel? And I want you to feel that same way. So we're going to say that part again. My ancestors will smile now. Because I have turned our last name into an asset. My family's purchasing power will increase indefinitely. Today I make the declaration that no longer will I be a slave to money. No longer will the generations behind me inherit lack. No longer will I submit to selling my time for money. I am a first generation millionaire. I am an architect of my family's legacy. I am a certified Wall Street trapper. And Wall Street looks like us now. Let's go! Oh, yeah. I love that. Jose, how you like that? How you love that? 20 calls on Chrome. Tell me how you love that. BG home. You don't know. You don't know. They don't know. They don't know. All right, man. So let's get into it, man. Tonight's show going to be phenomenal. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. If you in the audience, man, shout to Dallas one more time, y'all. I'm going to tell y'all how Dallas really got on the list. Dallas wasn't on the list at first. I'm going to be real. Follow me for that. Y'all took, y'all knocked Chicago off. So Chicago was tripping. And you, you, that's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. Shout out my brother Mike just came in. My brother MG. Shout out my family just came in. Mike got the Versace on. Ooh, he losing weight too. I like it. Uh, <laughs> let's get the likes up on YouTube. Let's get the likes up. And so here's what happened, y'all. We did a stock market in the streets. And we had 300 people just pull up on some. We was only posting it the day of. And yo, it was, first of all, I'm from New Orleans, so I'm good with heat. But like, yo, it was hot. Like, it was so hot, like, when I got out of the car, I was like, damn, big homie. <laughs> like, damn, bro. And it was like 300 people pulled, and I was like, yep, we got to add data to the list. And so, you know, I just want to tell y'all, thank y'all. Um, man, we sold 500 tickets in Dallas, man. So I appreciate that, you know what I'm saying? We served 500 tickets for Dallas. So, sure. And I'm going to tell you the importance of that is because you know, we've been doing this for every city. And what I, what I enjoy about this is, it's just me. And y'all show me that y'all rocking me in every city. But we don't need all of, you know, we going we to come here trap. And so I just appreciate that, man. All right, let's get into it, man. So we're going to go to our world on the street, man. Today, brother, the market, I told y'all September was a crazy month. I told y'all this. And then now people starting to, like, repeat it. But. It's, the, it's this crazy month. So it's called the September effect. 
All right, so let's get the lights up. All right, so all three indices was down today. The Dow Jones was down today. Uh, the NASDAQ was down today. The NASDAQ been taking a little beating. And the S&P 500 was down today. Let's get into a little fear index right quick, uh, Dave. So, so right now, the index is at 59. So that tells us that the market is a bit greedy, not fearful, but remember, at one point, we was around 86 to 89, right? So that, that's telling us that. So here's the thing behind the September effect that I found out. So I always, I, I'm a research person, and I believe that once you can tap into the data, you can get the answers that you want. So most people think that, well, there's the quad winching effect in September, so that's probably why it's that way. Well, that's not really true. That's one of the reasons. The second reason is... Here's what the data says. It says that most people in corporate America are coming off their summer trips. And when they come off their summer trips, they sell a lot of their positions to recoup the cash. Now, I didn't know that until I did the research and I found that that in the month of September, over one billion dollars get taken off the stock market. Might not sound like a lot, but it's enough to move the needle. Imagine if one billion dollars is moved during the course of a month. Then at the end of the month, on the third week of the month, you didn't have all options contracts expire or future contracts expire. That now puts the market in a tough place. So this is called the September effect. I just taught y'all something. We go. I like it. I like it. Let's go a little further, Dave. All right. So here's the heat check. We know that um, anytime the market is over one, we know that we are in bearish territory right now. We was at 0.98, almost at one percent. So, again, the market wasn't as crazy. And we can look right here. We see we had three point three million uh, calls and three point two million Puts. Now, we know that anytime we have more calls than puts, the market is not necessarily uh, fearful. That's why we still see the market in that greed index. You need to watch this every day, not even on Trapping Tuesdays. You need to go find this. You need to go look at this so you can understand the temperature of the market. My thing is, if I can understand the temperature in the kitchen, I can understand if I need to go in there and get a, get a piece of cornbread or if I got to make me a sandwich. <laughs> right now, it's too hot. I need to make me a sandwich. Let's go a little further, Dave. All right, here go high heat index. Uh, why this is important? So if you're in a workshop, I'm gonna show you how to work this. I promise, I'm gonna show you how to work this. I'm gonna show you how to work this. When I show you how to work this, now when you start seeing people on YouTube teach this, just know you stole that from trap. Nobody wasn't using this before me. So when you see people start saying this, you be like, hey, at least give Travis credit. So watch this. We're going to talk about it just right now. So this tells us, you know, how the market is moving. It tells us all 11 sectors in the market. And so as we can see right now, technology is not hot. As we can see right now, the only thing that's really hot is energy. We can see the only thing that's really hot is the banking and the finances. Everything else is, I don't want to say bloody because I don't want to be uh, vulgar. I'm going to say red. I'm going to say red. Probably got some church folks here. Let's go a little further, Dave. 
So watch this. Before we go, before we go there, Dave, let's go to the recession portfolio. Cause one thing I don't mind doing, I show you all this each and every week. And the reason why I show this each and every week is because I want you to understand that there's wins, there's losses, and there's lessons. I'll say that again. There's wins, there's losses, and there's lessons. So some people always say, trap, that L ain't really no loss. No, that's a loss. <laughs> that's a L. That's a, you learn from it, but it's a L. And we got to take the L with grace. So, um, and, I, and, I, and I prided myself on something. I prided myself that I wanted to separate myself from everybody. I don't, I don't have the desire to be better than nobody but the old version of trap. But I do want to create separation between myself and anybody in this industry. And you do that by saying, I look back and I say, yo, nobody is as transparent as me. Why? One, because I don't care about money. If you're going to talk about me if I win, you're going to say I'm, I have more money than you. If you're going to talk about me and lose, you're going to say I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So I'm going to just show you anything and let you come up with your own decision. That makes sense? People going to talk regardless, right? So recession portfolio, during the pandemic, I had this dope idea. I mean, during last year's bull market, I had this dope idea. I said, if I could be the only person on social media that beats the market during, the, during this bull market, then that already puts me above everybody else in the this, in this space. That makes sense? So for 60 weeks straight, we've showed you this portfolio. We've showed you the buy and hold, and we've showed you the options, wins and losses, and we've made, made more money than we've lost. So right now, we're going to show you first, I'm you looking at the, right now, the recession portfolio buy and hold. We are up, damn, I should have showed you this other thing too, Dave. We are up right now, $115,000, we up 25%. Right now, the S&P 500 is only up about 15%, so we beating the market by 10% easy. It's not bad. Uh, last year, recession, I mean, you know, bear market. Market was down 13%. We beat the market by 16%. This portfolio is actively managed. So I, I believe that everybody should have at least a few portfolios. I'm going to talk about that in the workshop. One portfolio you should have is for buy and hold anywhere three to five years. I believe that. You should not, you know, I'm, how do I say this? I don't think you have to always have a vision where you say, I'm not, if I can't hold a company for 20 years, I don't want to own it. And the reason why I say that is because how many of us know about Toys R Us? When we grew up, we saw the elephant everywhere. I mean, the giraffe. The giraffe did. <laughs> it, it stinks. Right? How many of us knew about Sears? So hold up. You might tell your age if you say, yeah. Don't tell your age, man. So at one time, Sears was the what? Biggest country in America. Guess what? It went down to a $1 stock. So I don't believe you have to look out for 20 years. I believe you can look three to five years at a time, then you can adjust from there. So I have two portfolio. I have more than two, but two of them. One of them is buying hold three to five years. The recession portfolio, I actively manage it every year. So let's go a little further, Dave. All right, so right here, this is the whole recession portfolio. I believe in this portfolio, in order to beat the market consistently, you don't need to have no more than 10, 11 stocks, 12 max. Here's why. If you have 50 stocks, it's hard for you to manage 50 stocks. You can't keep up with 50 stocks. But you can keep up with 12 stocks. You can keep up with 11 stocks. You can keep up with 10 stocks. And it's easier for you to pick 10 stocks that's going to do the right thing than you to pick 40. The less stocks you own, the more you can beat the market. Does that make sense? 
Hold up, hold up. So when, okay, let's, so Dallas, so, so Dallas, Dallas. There we go. There we go. The Cowboys won, man. Y'all, I should be good with that. Y'all, y'all should be tripping. Y'all should be all right here. Y'all got something to talk. Y'all got something to, you feel me. You feel me. But we, we them other people. So, man, I ain't see my cousin right there. God damn it. Girl, you see cousin right there? Man, look at my cousin. Let me tell y'all the story right quick. <laughs> nah, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it. I'm on time, Jose. All right, so um, if I say something you agree with, Dad, as we say, we trapping. All right? Trapping. All right? Trapping. If you don't agree with me, say trap, you tripping. <laughs> I be tripping sometimes, though. All right, so recession portfolio is 11, 12 stocks at best. Um, as you can see, ATRK, is, it, it, we lost $400, $800 a day, but we're still up $4,500. CELH is the energy drink, yo. It was a sleeper. I put the trappers on it in the recession portfolio. They're making a whole bunch of money off that. If you're in a Patreon group, you're getting your money right here. Just paid for the group a couple times. Um, Costco, y'all know that's my baby. You know why? Because in tough times, people buy everything in bulk. That's what they do. Uh... The only stock I'm going to probably get rid of at the end of the year is Crocs. Now, I don't understand this stock because they just made these big yellow shoes that people wear. And everywhere I look, no shade, all the nurses, all the CNAs, all the hairdressers, people just walking around in Crocs all day. I'm not understanding why. I was at my daughter's school. I saw a Spanish man with a split toe Crocs. I said, ooh, that's a new design. <laughs> I said, he got the toes out, Jose. He had the thong foot. He had the thong foot. He had the thong foot. I said, my boy feeling sexy. <laughs> and then, uh, so we got Eli Lilly. Y'all know I put us on that a while back. I told y'all it's the number one insulin drug in the business. And now it has the number one, two fluctuating weight loss drug. And then it's coming up with an Alzheimer's drug. That drug going to truly change the game because it's going to be the first drug on the market. It is projected to switch to be a $28 billion annual revenue drug. Eli Lilly, do what you want to do with that. Lockheed Martin, of course, we got Meta. Of course, we got NVIDIA, SAIA, TPH, and VTRX. As you can see, this is why we beat the market. Out of 12 stocks, we only got one stock that's down. It ain't luck. Uh, one of the reasons how I'm, if you, the workshop, we're going to talk about it, Dallas. Let's go a little further. All right, so let's talk about this debago I got going on right here. So I was talking to my people last night. So let's say this right quick. So this is the options portfolio. I will say this, that. On the year, realized gains, we up $275,000. I took $40,000 from this account and bought shares at AVGO. Now, this, this stock, this play is just chastising the crap out of me, y'all. I'm not going to lie. And sometimes being too early is just as right, just the same as being wrong. Being early is the same as being wrong. And I'm, I'm almost at capacity with this one. Um, so I was talking to my people last night and I was like, this thing did everything I wanted it to do. It hit $932, $932 and then it fell to 880 
So that's a huge swing. And I'm like, all right, it's going to do exactly what NVIDIA did. It's a great stock. It's up 60% on a year. It's moving the way we needed to move. It hit an all-time high. Everybody sells off. I'm like, this is perfect. And then it went down a little more. I don't panic on that. And then the news comes out with Apple and China. Why does that hurt this stock? Because this is the number one stock in Apple that it is exposed to China as well. So then it falls down some more. And I'm like, oh, my God. All right. So we're not panicking. I'm still only down 21% on it. That's not enough to make me panic. But what I am saying in this is I think I may have been a little early. And here's the thing. So I always do my research to justify what I'm doing. Wells Fargo gave it a buy at $900, gave it a price target of $900. The benchmark gave it a $950 upgrade. Piper Sandler gave it a $925 upgrade. And then as of September 6th, the CEO bought 11,000 more shares worth $9 million. I'm like, cool. Everything is saying what I need to say. But sometimes being early is just the same as being wrong. Does that make sense? So I'm going to look at it for a little bit. My capacity probably going to be, I think I'm down about 29%. My capacity going to be 31, 35%. Even though it's September if I hit 35%, I'll just take the L. It ain't a hard pill to swallow. That's a loss. That's going to take my gains down to about three, 250 on a year, 240 on a year. I'm not mad we'll make it up, but damn, I hate losing money. I hate giving the market back money, y'all. I ain't going to lie. Another play we put in, uh, OIH, the reason why we put this play in, if you're in a Patreon, you got, you've been killing it with me as well. We probably done hit on seven of the last, this would be six of the last seven plays. OIH is an all driller stock, as you can see. Uh, we was on time with this one. Um, right now we up $1,200. Today it hit us for 40 something hundred today. We probably going to bang out on this one for the rest of the year. And the reason why we're going to bang out on this, to give you context, Saudi Arabia just made a deal. All prices are fluctuating. Anytime there's panic in the market, the market always flows back to energy. If I recall the last three years, the last three years in a row, energy has been the sector that has carried the market through in the last part of the year. Now, the history doesn't always repeat itself, but it can rhyme. Does that make sense? Jose. All right, let me say it again. So history <laughs> don't always repeat itself, but sometimes it rhymes. We trapping up. We, there we go. There we go. I think they was just writing. They were trying to write the quote down. They're trying to write. The, I'm going to get y'all. For writing the quote down. All right, so let's go a little further, Dave. Now that y'all know that, y'all don't mind me seeing money, losing money. We all good with it. We're going to make more money than we lose. Uh, that's how we're going. All right, so let's get into this information right quick. All right, so UFC and WWE scores a TKO. Now, UFC and WWE are the biggest two entertainment businesses, sports in the world. Outside of football, we're talking about combat sports. Um, they came together and created a company called TKO. Uh, the company on the stock market is... TKO. Uh, WWE, I just found out that UFC actually now over the last two years has made more money than WWE. Miss McMahon was still on his shares, but 
UFC will own 51% of the company, making them the sole investors of the company. Now, the dope part about this is both of these stocks have done really well. I think what this now does is puts it puts them in a unique space where no one can compete with them. And I actually think this has a great mode around it. And here's why. When I saw a grown man cry watching a WWE because the Undertaker got up, I knew it was a different ball game. <laughs> that boy was like, oh my God. I said, what is this going on? Second of all, when I was in prison, bro, Monday Night Raw fought with Monday Night Football. Bruh, bruh, Monday Night Raw and Monday Night Football, you had to like flick between the channels. And that's when I knew that wrestling had a fan base that got old with them. Like people still got Hulkamania, I'm bad brother, t-shirts. And then I realized that the UFC, I just heard this, no other sport has as many as events as them. No other sport has as many events as W of UFC. So combined, you are now getting a company that has a built-in user base. Now the dope part about it, what I like is the WWE keeps on re-eventing their characters. And so they keep bringing in a younger audience and that audience is so indoctrinated to where they grow old with them. The UFC has this, we have this as Americans, we have this fascination with seeing people get beat up. We bloody. We are barbaric. I ain't gonna say where we get it from. Next slide, Dave. <laughs> all right, so here's all the people that partner with TKO, Fox Sports, Foxtel, ABC, Comcast, UFC, Pipe Pass, WWE, USA, Peacock, ESPN, and ESPN+. So now not only do they have the fan base, but now they have the broadcasting channels that represent what they want to do. I think over the long term, don't mark, mark my word on it, I think over the three to five year span, this stock is going to do really, really good. Go a little further, Dave. Here's what happened today. Uh, Endeavor Group was the initial group that UFC was under. Them combined together with TKO, the stock was up at uh, 1.85% today, I think, over the long term. And here's why. Unless we have another situation like COVID, people going to always come out to this. Pay-per-view numbers through the roof, Jose. Put this on my mark my word list, Jose. TKO, mark my word, outperform next three years. Let's go a little further, Dave. All right, so here's one of the things I want people to understand. That I, I broke this down because I want you to see the big dogs in every industry. So we go to technology, Alphabet, um, Apple, Microsoft, NVIDIA, communications, Netflix, and Google, Consumer Cynical, Amazon, Tesla, Home Depot, healthcare. Eli Lilly just surpassed Johnson & Johnson as the biggest healthcare company on the market. That's huge because Johnson & Johnson had been holding that for a long time. Next, uh, consumer defense. You're talking about stocks that people got to buy no matter what the economy is. Walmart, Procter Gamma, and Coca-Cola. 
And I didn't realize that Coca-Cola had people in such a... I'm in a bind, Nate. <laughs> hey, I didn't realize that. Coca-Cola had people in such a... Like, here's the thing about Coca-Cola, bro. I'm going to be real with you. Them people know that thing is bad. And yet and still, they buy it by the packs. And then Coca-Cola is so dope as a brand. What they did was they said, listen, check this out. We're not just going to have it on a Coca-Cola aisle. What we're going to do is when you go to checkout, we're going to have it right there by you. Product placement. Don't forget your Coke. Always Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs> that boy is good. I love it, Jose. I love it. All right, and then we got uh, Exxon Mobil, we got Chevron, Caterpillar, UPS um, in the industrials. I think even though Caterpillar, UPS, Boeing is in the industrials, I think the better company is Fastenal. Just my, and United Rentals, just my personal opinion. Um, materials, you got Sherman Williams. In real estate, you got Crown Castle, I mean, American Tower, Prologis. Those two are dope. Let's go a little further, Dave. Just wanted to show y'all that. All right, so Tesla sets up a new trap house. Tesla and Hilton combine on a partnership. So that was real dope. So watch this. So people always argue with me about Tesla, Jose. They always, they always want to argue about this company. And what I always tell the people is this. Why would you have to fight to get what's next when the one that's at the front still got a lot of room to go? This is the next Tesla. Why do I gotta, why do I have to fight for what's next when the one that's the front runner? It's, it's kind of like saying, as long as Michael Jordan in the league, you know nobody else not gonna win no championships. When he retire, you get two years. But when he come back, you lose three more. You feel me? Like, why are we arguing with, they're gonna have moments where he tripping, like he won't fight with Mark Zuckerberg. Immediately he realized that ain't the fight for him. Like, immediately he realized, like, bro, I need to need that young dude alone, bro. That dude's in there with real people. Like, I'm the richest man in the world. I don't need that on my jacket. Like, that ass whooping gonna last. <laughs> the people ain't gonna forget. Somebody on his team said, don't mess with them people. So, he focused on what you're good at. Folk, what you're good at, get the lights up on YouTube. What you're good at is creating these electric vehicles and the infrastructure around it. So, here's what he did. He said, check this out. Hilton is one of the biggest uh, hospitality business in the game. So he did. He went to Hilton and said, check this out. I'm going to donate. I'm going to build 20,000 charging stations. You pick the hotels they're going. Now watch this. The dope part about this is the 20,000 charging stations that he going to build are not just going to be for Tesla's. He's also partnered with three, uh, well, three other car companies have bought in to use his charging stations, and now they're building their cars suitable to use his charger. That's some good dope, dog. Some good dope. Good dope set of self, Jose. You probably ain't from the street, but I'm going to just tell you. You ain't got to say too much, but I got it. You want it, you got, you don't know about that, Jose. So, watch this. 
Then the dope part he said was, Hilton, y'all don't got to pay for it. I'm going to pay for it. But it's going to bring, and he said this, we can split the proceeds 70-30. That's a win-win for Hilton. You paying me to put them on my property, and I get 30% of the proceeds, but what this going to also do? Now, people with electric cars can now say, I don't want to stay at Marriott. I'm going to go stay at the Hilton so I can charge the rental car up. That's cold-blooded. And installations will start in 2024. He ain't wasting no time. So all I'm saying is, watch this. So people act trapped. Do you still believe in Tesla? I say, why would not? They was like, well, bro, the, the, the stock is falling because of the price cut. So I said, watch this. Here's what he's doing. He made out a plan that said, yo, I'm going to produce 1.8 million cars a year. Now, America is not his biggest uh, what's the word I'm looking for, y'all? Consume. It's not his biggest market. His biggest market is China. Watch this. Because the weakness of China's economy and his biggest competitor is in China, a company by the name of BYD. Right? That's his biggest competitor. So because his biggest competitor is in China, China economy is getting weak. He said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to decrease the price in China so I can still meet, what? The $1.8 million manufacturing cut. If I do that, People will say the profits were down, but I still hit the manufacturing goal. You got to learn how to play this game at a different level. Just come on, man. There we go. God damn it. Let's go a little further. And here's the goal right here. Over the next couple of years, EV's adoption estimated to by 2025, 22% of the world will have EV cars by 2025. Now watch this. Tesla is the 60%, has 60% of that market share. So 22% of the world driving EVs, they got 60% of the market share. Bro, what that tell me? You telling me about Lucid, you telling me about uh, whatever and whatever and whoever and your boy and them that just came up with a car and his sister and auntie that created a car and all I'm saying is the man got 60% of the market share. Why would I go anywhere else? And if we being honest, bro, the stock even not that high. We talking 200 and something dollars. Bro, we waste 200 and something dollars. Watch this. Cheap ain't always better. Okay, let me make that make sense, Jose. Watch this. You could go to the Louis Vuitton store and get a Louis Vuitton belt for $300. Depends. Depends on how much, how much design you want on it. Or, but you know it's durable. You know, like you can wear the shirt with the, first of all, let me say this. If you wear your shirt with the thing on, you lame. <laughs> we in 2023. Don't do that. That was a soldier boy. That was that era. Don't do that no more. But we know it's durable, right? Or, I don't know if they got it out here, but in New Orleans, they got it. They used to have it. You could go to the CD man in the front of the gas station <laughs> Oh y'all too good for that in Dallas? Oh y'all getting money. They getting money. They getting money. They getting money out here. They still got the bootleg man in New Orleans. You go to the bootleg man and get the belt for $25. 
but the string is going to come out after the first well. <laughs> after one well, the buckle done fell. You in a club two-stepping, somebody bump you, the belt come off, your pants sagging, now you in the club like... <laughs> you feel me? So cheap ain't always better. So what I want people to understand is even when we invest in companies, I want us to understand that stock price doesn't, doesn't determine quality. Fundamentals does, balance sheet does, products and service do, management do. God, ah, boy. We just went to the trenches, ah! We went to the trenches, ah! Let me ask y'all a question right quick. Right quick, right quick, right quick. How many people have bought a stock because you felt like it was cheap price-wise, not value-wise? Boy, y'all don't put y'all hands up in here, all them DMs I be getting. You feel me? Because you like trap. The stock is eight dollars. <laughs> now I got him. Now he like damn. Ouch! A dude hit me yesterday and said, "Trap, you told us to dump our weed stocks. It was up seventy percent today." I say, "Bro, the stock one dollar. <laughs> it's up. It's up seventy percent. It's one dollar." I said, "Let's look at the. Let's look at the one year stat. Down sixty percent." Let's look at the three-year stat, down 70%. Let's look at the five-year stat, down 96%. And you telling me about the 50-cent game you just got? Man, leave me alone, man. <laughs> he like, but I got 100 shares. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, bro. I was like, I, listen, sometimes I just got to be like, you right, fam. That ain't my fight. That ain't my fight. That ain't my. He locked in. Trap. I bought it. I bought it for 80 cents. It's a dollar 25. You wrong, Trap. I said, you right, fam. I sent him the screenshots. Mine is 70%. Mine is 60%. Mine is 90%. He said, but Trap. Once he said, but Trap, <laughs> you got to understand emotion, logic. They, you, you ain't gone. I realized. I said, let me leave that alone. All right, let's go a little further, man. Let me go a little further. All right, so right here again, Tesla upgrade. Now, here's the dope part about it. Here's the dope part about it. Tesla got upgraded to overweight, and it has a $400 price target. Now, currently the stock is about 200 and I think maybe 50, 70-something dollars, 270. It spiked 10% earlier because of this upgrade. And here's what happens. So Tesla is coming up with this supercomputer, and the computer is supposed... So this, this dude, Elon, is real... I truly believe that this dude is the... I won't go a little deeper. There you go. I think this dude is the Einstein of our time. Now, that may be a stretch. But here's why I said. This dude has found a way to transform not just one car, but the car industry. This Tesla company is now worth more than seven car companies combined. 
And these companies have been in the game years before him. The next thing he's doing now is he's going to be the first fully autonomous car, meaning, bro, at this point, all you got to do is get in the car and turn it on. Now, I'm going to be real with you. I don't know how much I'm going to trust that. I barely won't know where I'm, you know what I'm saying? And then now they got the Uber cars that drive for you. I definitely ain't trusting that. You know, locked the doors on me and ran off a cliff, right? <laughs> nah, nah, partner. <laughs> Check, please. Uh, but the dude is, he's changing the game with this dojo supercomputer. Uh, and then it said that this one computer alone will add five hundred billion dollars to the company itself. Watch this. He's actually creating his own chip. So even though he's using NVIDIA right now, he's in a process of creating his own chip because he understands if you allow him to feed you, you get him permission to starve you. So he already saying, check this out. I'm going to use it right now, but Give me three years and you out of here. The dope part about that is he now becomes an integrated vertically company. Once you become integrated vertically, yo, you have no competitors. So watch this. Not only will he be integrated vertically, but now all of his competitors are making their cars compatible to his charging station. This puts him in a league of his own. You feel me? So I'm going to be real with you. But Apple stock a day keeps the. Jose said something that's real funny, y'all. It's funny because it's lame. <laughs> Jose said, Jose, what did it say? How I go? <laughs> Jose said, a Netflix stock a week keep you on the street. <laughs> phony. That's my dog, though. So I, I truly believe that Tesla falls in that category with, there's, there's a few companies that I feel like that are must-owns, and I could be, first of all, let me say this, I'm not a financial advisor. <laughs> Don't go telling people Trap told you nothing. I believe that Tesla is a stock that I should own. Talking about white people in here is all good, but black people, y'all know how y'all get when y'all start losing money. Trap, you down bad. You told me to buy that. <laughs> My white people be like, it's part of the game. Trap, is all good. <laughs> My uncle's a financial advisor. It's okay. He's been losing people money for years. My black people, they like, bro, I put my hard-earned money in that. You told me to buy that. The thing is down. Y'all know how we get. My Spanish people like, fuck it, bro. I don't even care, bro. <laughs> I don't care, bro. <laughs> we trapped it. <laughs> I'm on one today. I was in there on my job. <laughs> All right, let's go a little further. All right, let's go a little further. So watch this, y'all, right quick. I want to show y'all something right quick. I've never used it before. I've never did this before, but y'all know I'm all about just giving free game. 
right? So I want you to look at this as a way that I put this on the thing. I said, put it on a scale and weigh it up. But to all my trappers, y'all know this. Make sure it ain't wet. If you know, you know. If you don't know, don't even try to understand it. <laughs> and the knot don't count. If you know, you know. If you don't know, it's all good. Leave it alone. It's above what you got going on. All my people know, bro, get the knot off there. Get the knot. Why you got that big ass knot in there, dog? Let me see. Uh-uh, that thing's sticking to that. It's wet. Uh-uh, bro, bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. You tripping. It's melting in the plastic. Why it look like milk? All right, I'm tripping. I'll go a little further. <sighs> Saw my kids. I apologize sometimes. Jose going to be like, bro, we can't put that on the YouTube, bro. All right, so we got a, uh, so here, there's different formulas you can use. So there's a discount method. There's the balance sheet method. There's other methods called Graham's formula, common sense. And I like to say uh, relative value formula. There's the index method and there's the payback method. The one that I use the most is the discount cash flow method and the PE comparison. And here's why. The discount cash flow, if you ever heard about my triple beam, so if you're in a Patreon group, we got the triple beam. Jose, I did a full hour class with them this week, bro. Yo, that was going crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Bro, they be demanding so much out of me. But I love it, though. I ain't even much going to lie. And then one of the guys on the Patreon said, Trap, I done doubled my 401k, and that just lit a fire in me. He's like, I double my 401k on my own, bro. I don't even much care about it. I'm like, wait, first of all, <laughs> we, we care about that. <laughs> we done put money in there. Um, but one of them, if, you got, if you're in a Patreon, you know we got the, dis, the triple beam, and the triple beam is a discount cash flow formula. So what it does is it looks at the free cash flow of a business. And for me, Warren Buffett them use it for 10 to 20 years, but my formula dictates if it does this in free cash flow over the first over, over the last five years, it says, okay, based on what it did the last five years, here's what it's projected to do over the next two years. Am I making sense? All right, so we, in the stock market is based on projections, right? Every, so my favorite saying, watch this, cuz the stock market is a what? With the, with the stock market? Forward-looking mechanism. So what happens is what the market is, so to be on this team, you gotta learn about the stock market. It's the only way you could be on this team. So, the stock market is a forward-looking mechanism, meaning everything, anything that makes the stock goes up is based on the news it gets today and how it affects a company in the future. Does that make sense? Right? So when the stock is going up, it's because the news or something surrounding it today or something that has just happened, they feel like it's going to affect the stock and how it can produce profits moving forward. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right, so let me, let me make that make a little bit more sense. I'm a, I like to break that down a little bit more. So watch this. If a stock's come out today, and this is what happened with um, Broadcom, so watch this. They beat earnings, which is good. They beat revenue, which is good. They even talked about buying VMware, which is good, but they then said, we're going to have to lower the guidance just a little bit because of some things that's going on. Now, watch this. When they say we be earnest, stock goes up. We be revenue, stock goes up. We got a partnership, stock goes up. We lowering guidance, stock goes down. Why? Because lower guidance means we're not probably going to make as much money the next 
quarter as we made this quarter. Does that make sense? Watch this. A company like NVIDIA says, we be earnings, we be revenue, we had three partnerships, and we are estimated to grow our profits by tenfold. What do you think the market, what do you think happened? Why? Project their earnings for the future. So because the market always looks forward, because the market is looking forward, any news that comes out, if the news is projected to help the stock market, the stock move forward, the, the market is going to buy into it even more so. Same thing happened today with Oracle. Here's what happened. Oracle is a cloud company. They beat earnings, they beat revenue, but they lowered the guidance, the stock tumbled by 12%. The market is a forward-looking mechanism. So when we were evaluating the company, we were saying this is what it did in the past, free cash flow, meaning the money left over after the company pays everything off. Here's what they have left. Don't do that, boy. Listen, I got... Boy... <laughs> Listen, listen, I still got a little PTSD, y'all. I'm serious, man. I was so proud this week, Jose. New Orleans had two, two weeks in a row without no shootings, bro. That made my heart smile. <laughs> bro, that was the first time that happened in three years. Two weeks, bro. They got cities that ain't had a shooting in six months. New Orleans was like, mm-mm. It's too high for all that shoot. So I still got off suffer for a few things. Anyway, what we look at is we say, okay, here's what the market, here's what the company has produced over the last five years. Free cash flow. We won't see that growing. It can fluctuate. But based on that, we're going to say, okay, so for the next two years, if things just move on average, they can produce this much money. You feel me? And if that can happen, we can put a price tag on that. And the price tag we put on it evaluates the entire company. And then what we do is we divide that number times the shares that the company have. And then we get a per share number. Oh, that was good. Did that make sense? So that's how with the triple beam, you get a per share number because we take this is what the stock is worth as a company. So let's say a company is worth. We put it on a triple beam. We say, OK, this company is worth nine billion dollars. Then we'll take the nine billion divided by how many shares the company has outstanding. And that number gives us a per share value. That is how I get what a stock is worth, because I get what the company is worth. And then I break the pizza down to slices. Ooh, Ooh I like when I talk like that. Huh? They definitely need to be in there. And so the next one is the P.E. ratio. So the reason why that is important. Yo, this is a master class. Somebody online right now trying to charge them people $19.97 for this. And they're going to say, this is a secret. Nobody ain't doing this. This is going to unlock your wealth in the market. And then they're running all the ads at you. So every time you come on your phone, you're like, this is going to be a secret. So P-E ratio is you're going to look up the stock. You're going to see P and you're going to see E. What that is, price to earnings. That means you're paying $1 for this much of the company's profit. Right. So if a comp if a P.E. ratio is 17, so you're paying 17 dollars for one dollar of the company profit. Does that make sense? All right. So watch this. The higher the P.E. ratio, 
the more expensive a stock is. Y'all with me? It's gold right here. I'm giving y'all a class. So if a company has a 90 PE ratio, then how much are you paying for $1 a profit? $90. You with me? All right, so watch this. That's why it's called price to earnings. You're paying this much for $1 profit. Now, that may sound awkward. Well, what happens is if you take companies and say, let's say you look at a company like, Dave, let's go back to that, that stock, that, that chart that said biggest companies in this sector. Let's go back to that right quick. I'm going to give you all an example of this so you all can really understand what we're doing. So watch this. Perfect example right here. Good job. Let's clap for Dave right quick, man. That was quick, man. My team be on point. All right, so let's say we looked at Exxon. So we looked at Exxon. We looked at Chevron. Let's say we looked at ConocoPhillips, right? So let's say Exxon PE was 24. Let's say ConocoPhillips PE was, would you say, 17. And let's say Chevron's was 32. I'm just guessing right here. Now, what we'll do is we'll look at two things. The first thing we'll look at is whose free cash flow is growing the most. The numbers can be different, but we'll see which one is growing the most. And then we'll look at the P.E. ratio. And the P.E. ratio will tell us which one is the most expensive. Does that make sense? To all my new people, I just helped you a bunch just now. This P.E. ratio is going to tell us which one is expensive and which one is cheap. But that can't be the only reason we buy the stock. So here's the cheat code. If you look at the P.E. ratio and then look at the free cash flow, now you can put those two together and make a great investment decision. Yo, I just gave him some games. God damn, I just gave him some games. That's a whole master class. If you ain't know nothing about stocks and you just say, I just want to keep rewinding that part right there on Trap and Tuesday. Jose, make that a clip. Make that a clip. All right, Dave, let's go back. Look how cold-blooded Dave is, man. God damn. Poor Dave. Dave and Tootie on fire back there. All right, so let's go fight. I want you to understand some. As retail investors, we have a huge advantage over the, everybody else that's in the market. The reason why we have a huge advantage is because of this, y'all, and I'm going to be honest with you, because we're not going up against nobody but ourselves. They got to beat the market. We only got to beat our last performance. They got to meet. They got shareholders who they got to give money to. We ain't got to fight no shareholders. We our only shareholder. Does that make sense? Let's go. All right, so here's what I want you to understand. Who's carrying the weight? Now, watch this. Technology stocks are literally carrying the entire stock market. The Russell 100 and the Russell 2000 ratio has hit an all-time record of 8.3 times, which means the stock price is 8.3 times what the companies are earning. P.E. ratio again. It's called a multiple. Even in 2021 in a dot-com bubble crisis, it only reached 8.1. At the start of 2020, the NASDAQ and the Russell 2000 was 5.1. That tells us that right now, technology stocks are not just carrying the market. They're taking the market wherever they want to go at. So what I want us to do is I don't mind us having, I don't want your portfolio to be 100% tech stocks, I want your portfolio to be, wait, let me say this. I'm not a financial advisor. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind your portfolio being 50% because this is, everything is going to evolve around technology. I like to be in 
medical technology because what I've learned about America is they will sell you the drug and the cure. It's the coldest thing I've ever seen in my life. And what I do realize is people in America don't care about their health until they die. Real talk. Black men, we don't like going to the doctor until we got to go to the doctor. A lot of times, people can do everything in their power to make them sick, and then they be like, I don't know how I got sick. Yes, you do. Everything you drink, a high fruit, two sauce, tom, scurp in it. Everything you eat is, uh, what you call that? Uh, trash keyword, trash. <laughs> We're not even going to get into the, me- it's trash. You know what I'm saying? Everything is uh, shot with the stuff. You know what I'm saying? There you go. I couldn't get it out. There we go. It's processed, and it got, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There you go. Thank y'all, man. Got the GMOs in it, man. Right? Ingredients got stuff like sulfuric, hydrate, acid. Well, that don't even sound like it belongs in my body. But it tastes good, Trap. You remember that steam had them things in your throat. Better stop. All right. So I don't mind you investing in technology, man. I just think we got to be mindful. You shouldn't have a portfolio of 100% technology. If you're going to invest in growth stocks, you should have 50% technology. Let's stop right there. Dave, let's go to building your trap house. Right, quick. Jose, I like it. Since we're talking about that, I see Jose fixing it. All right, y'all. So... This is what I need y'all to be active at. So I'm not going to lie. We was in L.A. when I introduced this, and L.A. went crazy. So the goal in every city, we want to build a portfolio for every city. So this is going to be the Dallas Trap House. So you can scan that. They can scan that, right, Jose? So scan it. I ain't trying to say you nothing. Scan it, and you can participate on the phone. Yo, we getting technical. God damn, Jose, I love it. And we're going to do it here. Now, here's the thing. When you like a company... We only pick the company based on what you vote for. We trapping? All right. So let's go. First, let's go to the first slide. All right. So he's going to build a trap house. We're going to go 70% ETFs, which means you're going to get three. We're going to go 20% dividends. You're going to get two. And then you're going to go 10% growth. And you're going to get one. Y'all with me? I like she laughing already. She laughing already. She laughing already. All right. So when I call it out, y'all decide which one goes in the portfolio. Y'all with me? All right. So we're going to get three ETF. The first one is VOO. VOO is the entire S&P 500. If you want VOO in this index, say we trapping. One, two, three. On a one to five, what you get at, Jose? Three. Throw the, throw the stuff at Jose. They voted for. All right, y'all get the vote. 
So y'all got to vote, all right? The next one is QQQ. We trapping or we trapping? We trapping! Y'all didn't even let me count yet. We'll do it again. One, two, three. We trapping! What you think, Jose? You think that was better than the VO? All right, let me write this down. So Jose said a four. All right. SCHD is a dividend stock, a dividend ETF by Charles Schwab. One, two, three. Oh, they did. They gone. <laughs> Definitely. That was a one. Scratch them off the list, Jose. All right. SOX is the ETF with the energy, with the chip sectors. It performs like SMH, but just have a few other stocks in it. It actually maybe performs a little less than SMH. Uh, but it's heavy chip companies. One, two, three. <laughs> All right, SMH as uh, a check is a chip stock. It's an ETF that focuses on uh, chips and semiconductors. One, two, three. What that is, was it? That's about a five. Everybody in vote. Sometimes people just need to be verbal. Put it back up. Jose won't see the number. So Jose is super analytical. Everybody got to vote. Y'all got to vote, y'all. Because Jose going to be like, we got to make them vote, y'all. Because he went out his way to get this thing made. <laughs> he was telling me, like, trap, just, just press it and vote so I can see. I'm like, bro, the people ain't worried about that. They want you to do job, man. Nobody going to press that, man. But he won't do it. So let's, let's help Jose out. Remember, he a black dude with a Spanish name, y'all. <laughs> he all messed up, you yeah? know? All right. So let's go with the last one on the list is JEPI. It is a super... Dividend ETF created by JP Morgan, if I'm not mistaken. So on the count of three, one, two, three. Mm-mm, they did. So our three is Jose, VOO, QQQ, and SMH. All right. So let me do this right quick. Which one is the biggest position? QQQ, VOO, and SMH. I need to hear it one more time. So all my people with SMVOO on a count of three. One, two, three. That's about a three. That's about a three. That's about a three. All right. So that's the third one. QQQ on a count of three. One, two, three. Mm, that's about a 4.5. That's a five. I don't know if it's a five. 4.5. They got a big knot in it. <laughs> All right. SMH. One, two, three. All right. Let me do it again. I can't do it again. I can't do it again. All right. So QQQ is the big one. All right. So let's go. Number two. You get two dividend stocks. Broadcom has a big dividend. It's in the chip industry. One, two, three. Mm, they ain't going to make it. They ain't going to make it. You only get two of these. Number two, J.P. Morgan Chase, it's the bank. One, two, three. We 
they like the bank money. I ain't mad at liking the bank. You can't never go wrong with the bank money. All right. So next one is Home Depot. You want to fix your house? If you want to do some upgrades and improvements, Home Depot. One, two, three. Damn. Guess they ain't with that. That's off the list. So right now, J.P. Morgan is in the runner up. So one of my favorite stores, Costco's, has a great dividend and it always pays a special dividend. Costco on a count of three. One, two, three. I think I sold that one a little bit myself. I think I sold that. I put a little, I put a little sauce on that. Yeah. So right now, it's J.P. Morgan and Costco. Last one is old. I mean, uh, the fourth one is old realty. The fifth one is old realty. This is the original, Mister. We pay you a dividend every month. They did that for sixty-two years straight. On the count of three, old realty. One, two, three. J.P. Morgan and Costco. I feel y'all. I feel y'all. Last but not least, it is Walmart, Wally World, Mr. Discount Prices, the biggest company by revenue in the world. That's big. That's big. On the count of three, you like Walmart. One, two, three. Damn. All right, so we got J.P. Morgan and Costco. So we got V-O-O, Q-Q-Q, S-M-H, J.P. Morgan, Costco. Hey. All right, now you get to pick one. Tesla, NVIDIA, Apple, Snowflake, Microsoft, AMD. You can only pick one. This is what the people always won't fight at. All right. So what the vote say right now? So right now the vote say Apple. But I've, I'm a firm believer that the in-person. All right. So let's go. First is Tesla. On a count of three. One, two, three. What that is, Jose? Ah, no Altos. All right. So let me write this down. Tesla. A three? A four? Oh, we give it a four. We'll give it a four. All right, we give it a four. Everybody got a vote, y'all. NVIDIA, one, two, three. That was about a three. I think the Apple Tesla was a little harder. So you're going to scratch NVIDIA off. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm only going off what I hear. All right. Apple stock it did keep the poverty away. Count of three, Apple. One, two, three. We <laughs> 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 What you think, Jose? I'm going to say about a four. I told y'all I didn't get aggressive in this part. I'ma give it a four. Another five, child guy. You tripping? Child, know what the hell you talking about? I'm gonna go with a four. All right, so 
Snowflake, up and coming company, Warren Buffett owns a lot of it. It, it, it helps the AI game a lot. It's a, it's a great, uh, like a Scotty Pippen to the job into technology. Snowflake, on the count of three. One, two, three. Damn, dog. He was by himself like, you out here, dog. All right, next, Microsoft, man, one of the biggest in the game. Uh, from cloud to uh, technology, gaming. Microsoft, on the count of three. One, two, three. Damn. No Microsoft. They out of here, too. We feel y'all. Nobody don't like Xbox. All right, last one is AMD, baby NVIDIA. I got a feeling they ain't like NVIDIA to answer anyone like this one. I'm gonna just go for I'm gonna, I'm gonna just go for what I know. On the count of three, AMD. One, two, three. Damn, bro. Damn, dog. All right, Jose. It's Apple and Tesla. It's Apple and Tesla. Who said that? Well, it's Apple and Tesla. The count of three. One, wait. This for Tesla. I'm scared, man. I see people throwing up gang signs in the shit. I, I got a little scared. Shit, it's like doo, doo. it's like that. I, I got distracted. All right, let's go Tesla. I'm only gonna do this one time. So you gotta go for the gusto. I can't give you nothing until you tell me what you got, partner. All right, on the count of three for Tesla. One, two, three. We That's a five, bro. That's a five. I hit it right here. Is it here? All right, Apple. All right, Apple. I'm only doing this once. I'm only doing this once. Apple, on the count of three. One, two, three. Y'all ain't gonna do my mama nothing. Y'all tripping. <laughs> Fight my mama. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring somebody on the stage, Jose. You pick somebody. 500. Bring your ass up here. He might be on a call. He might be on a call. I don't want him up here anyway. This ain't his show. It's my show. And all the recession-proof people here with their blue on. Y'all don't need to be here anyway. I'm playing. I love y'all. That's my brother, man. That's the most disrespectful dude I know, man. I tell this dude the address. He sent me the middle finger. Say, I bought a ticket. I don't need your address. I say, bro, what you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? All right, so one person come up here. It don't matter. You got to be with the smoke, though. Let's go. She right here in the front. Let's go. Yup. Her man, that's, her dude look like he with the smoke. So, yo. <laughs> My dog like, he can handle that, yeah. <laughs> My dog like, he can handle that. He like, play whatever you want. All right. How you feeling, Queen? 
I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. All right, so you, this a, is this a heavy burden. Palm Beach in the house. Can I get high? Come on. There we go. All right. So you're going to be the judge. So here's what we're going to do. We got to get a game plan. Security. Got to make sure she get back right. All right. On the count of three, we're going to go with Tesla first. One, two, three. Yeah. You heard? Don't say nothing. All right. Write it right here. Write it right here. Tesla. Tesla. Shh. All right. All right. All right. On the count of three, Apple. One, two, three. Yeah. Apple. She said for Apple. <laughs> Let's go, baby. We appreciate the queen, man. So, Jose, Tesla one, bro. Tesla one, bro. I got a bag of one piece, King. I got a bag of one piece, King. <laughs> All right, so for Dallas, we got V-O-O-Q-Q-Q-S-M-H, J.P. Morgan, Costco, and Tesla for Dallas, man. Build your trap. I'll clap for Dallas right quick, man. How y'all like that? Y'all think that's cool, y'all? Yeah, we added that. We added that. All right. All right, David, let's bring us back. Let's finish it off. All right, let's go 1-800-TRAPPER hotline. Let's dig into this right quick. All right, y'all, let's go, man. So what we do is we actually, do we, we coming online? Uh, we coming online, Jose, or we going audience? audience? Audience. Let's go, man. So if you VIP, we get to ask a question. Don't trip. Y'all know the part of it. So we're going to do full questions, Jose, right? So if you got a question, raise your hand. You got me on the spot. Let's go with it. That's how I'm built, y'all. I wanted to ask you about Apple specifically because I know that China was banning them using the iPhone there. So I was wondering why you would still have it up there knowing that that news recently came out. So let me hear it again. You want to ask me about China? China recently started banning iPhone usage there. Yeah. So I wouldn't invest in that stock based upon that. So I wanted to ask you what your thoughts were around that. On Apple? On Apple. All right. Bet. Thank you, Queen. She looked amazing. Let's clap up for that. Uh, so how I feel about that is I do think that, uh, that is a, that is a pivotal component, but Apple did something that's real dope. They started transitioning to India, which is the fastest growing economy. And I think they just surpassed China, which is amazing. Back up. Uh, yep. So they just surpassed China. But here's something that I kind of worry about a little bit about Apple. I wrote this down earlier. I'm not going to say I'm worried about it, but this is an issue that I saw. I wrote this down earlier, and I didn't know it. I was just doing research on it, and I saw that iPhone sales have declined for the last three quarters. MacBook is down revenue 20%. iPad is down 7%. Wearables is right now carrying it and subscriptions. So, 
that kind of bothers me a little bit with Apple. Plus, I also understand that China has a, uh, what's this phone called? Uh, Huawei. Huawei, which is their biggest competitor in China. Um, I think Apple's growth is slowing a bit. But with $140 billion in cash sitting on the side, with 1.8 billion users, I think it's still a safe bet. I don't think they're going to with no time soon. I don't think that no company in America can compete. They still are, no shade, y'all know how I feel about the green dots. I still feel like they, because they have so many users and because they're doing so many other things, they'll still be a dominant brand, but I do feel like it is time for them to innovate. I also feel like the, the glasses that they're dropping, I think that's going to be too high at $3,500 a pop. I don't think the average person is going to use it. I think they dropped it because of what Facebook has, and they Facebook well, Meta forced them to drop that. I still think it's a great company. I think growth will slow. I think it will transition from a growth company to like a consumer stable company. I think it would be. A, I think it it's going to transition in the next two three years to being like an upgraded Walmart. Like they're not going to grow like crazy, but they ain't going nowhere. And because they fundamentals support them, they're going to be all right. And plus, I think Tim Cook is probably the best CEO we've seen in a while. That answers the question. Did I answer it? Let's clap for that queen for that question. All right, let's go a little further. Hands up, hands up. Any questions? Y'all got me. If you don't, I will put a caller on in a minute. So, yep. Talk to me, family. What's up, Troy? I appreciate good, you, man, changing my life. Hell yeah. It's been a game. My name is Richmond Brock. I had a question for you. If, um, if you had around 100, 100 racks that to able to play with it, right? And what? To, uh, you had $100,000 and you were able to do what you want with it. It wasn't going to hurt you if you lost it all. And it, is it good in the beginning to invest in like the big five? To put those, spread them out in the big five and then learn the game? Yeah. Would that be a good decision? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you think? So you're saying a big five on... Like the Amazon, NVIDIA, Tesla, Microsoft. Yeah, I got you. What I would do, if I had a hundred to just, you know, to, to get in the game with, what I would do is I would put two of them, three of them in a big five. Especially if you're learning a game, I'll put three of them in a big five. I'll put one of them in Eli Lilly, and I'll put one of them in, like, QQQ. So what you could do is, I'm sorry, I will put two of them in a big five, one of them in Eli Lilly, because that allows me to have exposure to something different. Um, I will put one of them in defense or cybersecurity. That'll give me two, three, four. Then I'll put one of them in a QQQ. So I'll go two technology, big. I'll go one medical. I'll go one defense and then I'll go QQQ. The reason being because now I can I understand that technology is gonna move it, gonna move the industry so I can get exposure to the big two and then I can get exposure to the other 100 with the QQQ. So now I found balance. Either QQQ or SPY, I ain't tripping, either one of those. And then the other two defense gonna help me because no matter who's in office, they spend the most money. Even no matter who's in office, America spends money on guns. 
They like having the biggest gun. And I ain't mad at them for that. And um, Medicare because Eli Lilly is just a gangster. That's what I would do with it. Yes, sir. Got Three it. questions. Let's clap for that, King, for that. Got a question over here, Chuck. All right, we get two more. We get two more. All right, now what's going on? I can't see you, family. Talk to me. Hey, I, can't, I can barely see you, you know Man, what I'm saying? Sir, I see you, family. What's good, King? Hey, what's going on? Um, recession proof in the building. Let's man. go, man. I ain't mad at it. Don't so, come here repping that like that no more. <laughs> so what I wanted to ask you about was like the, the AMC and APE. What AMC you think about that? AMC and what? APE. I've been on that heavy, and I just want to see, you know, um, what you got about that. Uh, I just think fundamentally it don't meet the requirements that I like. I think for me, I stick to... I stick to certain things with me. Fundamentally strong companies mean balance sheets, income statements. Those are real good. Um, I stick to companies with great management and I stick to companies that have great products and services. Those two companies don't have that. Now, I'm not saying not to invest in it because everybody has a different risk tolerance and everybody, people have made a lot of money because they run, right? But I will say this, treat a gamble like a gamble Treat an investment like an investment. You feel me? Like you know you did the research on it, treat it like that. If you know you just like, I think, treat it like that. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, if you, if you're on some gamble stuff, like don't make it no more than 1% of your portfolio. Cause whether it hit or miss, you ain't really tripping. I ain't mad at that. I do it sometime. You know what I'm saying? But if it's, if it's something you did the research on and you like it, play it like you like it. You know what I'm saying? I think some of our biggest issues is we try to treat gambles like investments and then we be sold on it. Watch out, cuz. Move a little bit. We treating gambles like investment and that hurt us. But for AMC, you got to think this company is about to go bankrupt two years ago. Ain't nothing changed. You feel me? It's about to go bankrupt. Ain't nothing changed. The CEO, once the, once the stock hit an all-time high, he sold three quarters of his position. It went from an $8 stock to a $300 stock. He cashed out. You feel what I'm saying? So if he cashed out, why are we trying to hold on to it? He made his money sitting on the sofa. You feel me? So treat a gamble like a gamble, treat an investment like investment. Let's clap for that, man. All right, let's get one more. All right, let's get two more then. I see my man over there. He like trap. I'll let me, bro. All right, let's go here. Let's go there. Yep. How you doing? I'm good, brother. All right. I joined with you uh, last year when you did Wired for Wealth. Come on. And you gave us uh, the Google Play. Mm -hmm. uh, you said don't purchase it until it gets uh, down to uh, $90. I jumped right on it. You also said it had the projection to go up to about $220. Uh, do you still think that's possible? Google? Yes. It's at 360, not 330 right oh, 360? now. 360? Yeah, it's at 33. Three, I mean, what is that? Two? What is that? 130 something. Yes, One, 139. 139 right now. Yep, I think on the other side of this, so we got it at that price. It's been running for us like we needed to do. Uh, they just made a partnership with NVIDIA. They just made another partnership with, uh, damn, not the NFL. Uh, I just I had it wrote down. Um, CRM, Salesforce. So they just made a deal with Salesforce. They just made a uh, deal with CRM, and they made a deal with NVIDIA. Um, and you got to think about this, bro. Watch this. No other system has more watch time. Not one streaming platform has more watch time than YouTube. 
not Netflix, not Hulu, not Peacock, not Amazon Prime, no other platform streaming has more viewer time than Google. That's one. Secondly, it is the number one in the world's largest search engine. Two, Google pays Apple $9 billion a year for it to also be the number one search engine on the app. So now you have access to not only just the world, but now you got the 1.8 billion users that Apple got. Apple has its own server called Safari, but more people use Chrome and Google than that. Third, fourthly, Google Chrome has now become the leading dominant engine in the world. It's only a matter of time. God damn, I went in my bags. Just Appreciate now. that. Appreciate that. Yeah! Hey! <laughs> that boy is good. Mm -hmm. I was in my bag. You can't give me an alley-oop, Jose. Like, when you give me an alley-oop, I'm a... <coughs> I'm an NBA jam, dog. Facts. All right, let's get one more. What's good, King? What's good, baby? I'm hey, good, listen, bro. Trap. Um, I'm going to switch the conversation a little bit. I want to talk about crypto, right? So we're seeing, like, all the hype around Bitcoin and the expectations in 2024. But you have a very uh, a trailing competitor, ETH, right behind them. I mean, what's your thoughts on ETH with a prediction of Bitcoin project projecting $100,000 a share and that's a far reach, but what does Ethereum look like or some of the other ones out there? Would you put your bet? I consider myself a little bit of a risk taker, right? So I got a big nut in Ethereum. So I'm just trying to see, do I hold? Do I keep on? I'm patient so I can go with the drop, right? But like, do I take it out and go somewhere else or do I hold on and ride the wave? Yep, man, that's a good question right there. Let's clap for that. I wish I had my brother 19 keys right here. He'll go crazy on that, you hear I me? Mean? Um, for me, I'm going to be honest with you. The only two I own is Bitcoin and Ethereum. I feel like you don't have to go either or. I feel like you go both. They both do two completely different things. But the, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for right here? The um, technology behind them both are strong. Um, I do think that crypto is the future. But I don't think it's going to be as, in my mind, none of the crypto people don't come fight me. I think that I don't think it'll do what people think it's going to do, but I still think it's going to be a way to another asset class we should own. And the reason why I don't think it's going to be as revolutionary as I think is because people going to keep, man is going to keep getting involved doing, you know what I'm saying? Like greed going to take over the technology. You know what I'm saying? And because greed going to take over the technology, what it's intended for is its intention was to decentralize the world and get away from cash, but it becomes more speculation than the technology, and then people disregard that technology for money. You feel what I'm saying? So I don't think $100,000, it is a stretch, but remember at its height, it was at 60000 And we know that it moves in like these waves that's unheard of. You know what I'm saying? Like, the one thing I will say about crypto, and I'm not, a, I always have to tell people this, like, I'm not against no asset class. The stock market is just my thing. But the stuff moves like, like, it can be down, and then one day you can get up and it's just crazy. And it'll run like that for, like, five months. You know what I'm saying? And then it'll crash hard. So, I believe that you should own it. I own about $200,000 in, combined with crypto and um, Ethereum. I think I own Chainlink as well. 
those are the only three I own, and I don't even own a lot of chain link. That was some, I'm not, it was a gamble. So I was like, all right, let me just put a little bit. But crypto and Ethereum, because I understand the technology behind it, I understand what it's connected to. So I think that you should, I don't have a problem with you owning that, but I also don't have a problem with you owning ETH either. Yep. So I think we got to stop always making ourselves either or. I think that's a, that's a thing that we do to try to justify. Like, nah, bro, I don't got to go either or. Let me just own both of them. I ain't tripping. And because you have that risk tolerance and because you have that fute, that vision for it, that, that gives you the advantage than most people. Salute to that king, man. Yup, yup, yup. All right, so let's get into Flush It Up Flip, man. How y'all feeling? I'm going to ask y'all again, man. There we, you know, there we go, Tootie. Bring it back, Tootie. <laughs> Bring it back, There we go. I like it. I like it. Let's get a little. Hold up, God damn it. <laughs> Smoke the fucking trap outside. Ain't no smoking in the house, y'all. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Mm -mm. Come on, I'm broke, baby. I ain't got no money. Boom. I ain't partaking in that, bro. It was in my eyes. All right, so this is a dope segment we came out with called Flush It or Flip It. Um, this was our first, and for me, it's always about, my goal is with this, when it comes to financial literacy, when it comes to the stock market, man, my goal is to make this stuff fun for us. You know what I'm saying? Because I understand that, man, financial literacy is boring. But you have to have, we got to increase our capacity to play the game and somebody got to make it engaging for us. And so that's what I try to do. I try to put my mind, my, me and my team, um, we try to definitely make it fun. So even on tour and on the show, we try to make, we try to engage. I will say something. I'm going to tell y'all something right quick, yo. Before we leave here tonight, I need everybody to go to Apple and download this because there's not 89 shows better than us. Hey, check this out, y'all. You feel me? They're not 89 shows better than us on Apple, y'all. I don't believe it. Uh, so I need y'all to go download it on Apple and, and share that. If not, Jose going to keep telling me to repeat the same thing. All right, so let's go to this game. Flush it up, flip it. Let's go. Y'all know the routine. I'm going to give y'all some. Y'all got y'all things? No. Okay. Okay. If you ain't got it, shit. Cut it in half. All right, so let's go, man. We're going to get into this. Flush it up, flip it. The first company is VFC Corp. This is one of the first stocks I own when I started talking to my homies about it. This company owns Dickies and Timberlands, y'all. I, maybe it's, I don't know if y'all wear that in Texas. Y'all yeah, might don't wear that in Dallas. Y'all might be wet. Uh, y'all more cold-blooded, though. Y'all more cold-blooded. All right, so, but the company has been declining in profits. They, they, they cut the dividend during the pandemic once, and then they got rid of Levi jeans. I thought they should have kept it. They moved it to another company. Flush it or flip it? Flush that joint, cuz. 
All right, man, IBM, man, information technology uh, definitely is a shadow of what it used to be. Still has some growth this year. Did pretty good this year. I think Microsoft just going to take it out, plus with a lot of other companies, man. IBM, flush it or flip it. Oh, y'all suing it, did Qualcomm, definitely a great company in that technology industry. Also, it makes chips. It just came out with news today that it will, <laughs> Apple just can't get rid of these people. It, Apple been trying to replace these people for four years and they cannot make the chip to get rid of them. I love that. You can't kick me out if you want to. They just came out today and said they will now be making their chips for Apple until 2026. Apple can't get rid of them. They've been trying. They failing. Qualcomm, flush it or flip it? Yeah. I ain't mad at you. Let's flip it. All right, progressive, man. In the car industry, insurance company, auto retail, also insurance adjuster. What's the lady name on the commercial? Flo. I knew y'all knew. Flow. Are we flushing flow or are we flipping flow? What they say? What they say? What they say, Jose? I like flow, man. And I feel like what's going on in California is making me do it. Insurance premiums is crazy high in California. But check it out. Not only in California, but also now with the they're increasing the price of everything. And guess what? If you ain't got insurance, guess what happened? You're going to be in it. I'm in a bind, Nate. Some other time. I'm rocking with flow on this. All right, man. Amgen. So this is a company inside of the biotech company. It competes with Johnson & Johnson. It develops and manufactures therapeutics. Amgen. Hasn't been performing well over the last couple of years, but still is a big dog in the medical biotech space. Amgen, and flush it or flip it. Flushing that. All right, APD. It's an air products company that deals with air. It turns gas into like other forms of like gas. <laughs> But I remember when I was working in them plants, bro, like, they get money. Them trucks be coming in. Uh, and, and once you get with them, you stuck with them. They got a good balance sheet, and they've one of the companies that have been paying a dividend for a long, long time. APD, flush it up, flip it. Y'all smart. I thought y'all were going to flush it because y'all ain't new. C-A-R-R, carrier brand. It specializes in heating, ventilation, air conditioning, fire security, and the number one in HVAC. This company is up 34% on a year and 70-some percent year-to-date. I mean, on a year and 30-some percent year-to-date. Flush it or flip it? That's a big dog right there. All right, man. Next is T-Mobile. So... (laughs) 
They had them things up before I even said that. I was like, T. Middle morning, trap, send it back. T Mobile, man. Uh, actually, outperformed ATT and Verizon, but no growth in them. It's actually the better coming out of the three when it comes to growth, when it comes to balance sheets. It's actually taking some of the share of Verizon and ATT. T Mobile, TMUS, flush it up, flip it. I don't care. I don't care. All right, man. So I always say this wrong. Palo Alto. It's a company that's inside of the uh, cybersecurity. Its biggest consumers are in clients or government services. It's up 73% year to date. It is a slow move, but it is a banger. Flush it up, flip it. Yeah, we get some money with them. I'm in a bind, mate. You ain't got to say nothing, man. We're going to go with Apple, man. APPL, biggest stock on the market. Uh, even though some things are going down, revenue has went down, uh, they're still increasing the dividend. They're still growing as a business. They're dropping the iPhone. I think today they just dropped the prices on it today. Uh, I did realize that I was wrong about one thing. I thought people upgraded every other year. Over the last five years, the stat came out that the average person is upgrading every three years, which is why iPhone sales may be down. So before people was upgrading every year, since the pandemic, people have been, well, since 2019, 2020, people have upgraded on average every three years. So people holding on to their phone. They're getting the screen fixed and putting the protector on it. Mm-mm. People breaking the phone and be like, yo, fix the phone. Fix the phone, put the outer box. Y'all remember, say, bro, when I first came home, cuz, bro, that thing was like the Terminator. I was like, why is this thing so fat, man? It, that, that thing, like, God damn, what the hell is that? That's a VCR in my pocket, you That thing was indestructible, though. And I used to fight to try to take it off. But now, you know what I'm saying? People just, like, no, everybody got cracked screens right now. If you got a phone, Jose said, if you got a phone host to go back to 2005. It's a lot of people I walk up on Jose, they phone, their screen be cracked. Now watch this. Before, you used to judge people behind that. Now you ain't even want to be tripping. You be like, yeah, I know time's hard, fam. I ain't tripping. Mine cracked too, dog. <laughs> I see Before, I used to be like, dog, I'm not giving you my number. Show your phone cracked. <laughs> You gonna cut my hand trying to swipe? Nah, I be seeing my homies. I be like, dog, I ain't tripping. I just put a protector on mine too, dog. Protect on the twenty dollars, bro. We all right. Apple, man, flush it up, flip it. You gonna flip Apple? Man. All right, cool. Let's get into this next segment, man. This next segment is called a well track. Um, this is actually uh, something I do when it comes to music. Dave, we got this one. Um, I use this because, even, like I always say, that music is just the gateway to what we're doing. And you can't get around it, but you have to be able to, for me, find lyrics that help us 
get where we going at. So I found this verse. I just think somebody sent this to me. I think somebody sent it to me in Dallas. Like, bro, I'm going to be at the Dallas show. I don't know if they're in here or not. But he was like, bro, this, this, this is a dope track for you for this week. And I saw it, and I was like, all right, cool. And so the homie said, F this ish, run my bands up. F that jewelry, I need some land. And I think that's so dope because this is a youngin'. And I think what happens is we, that's why I talked about in the beginning, we are converting to the idea that, like I was telling my people last night, I was like, bro, like, I'm not the person to tell you live below your means. I'm not that person. I come from being broke. I don't, I slept on an air mattress, bro. Like, I don't want to fake that. But you have to be able to spend your money the right way. I think financial discipline is essential. And with financial discipline, it's okay for you to buy a few things, but I don't think you should ever have more food, more money in your closet than you have assets. Right? I don't think, I don't think if I open your closet up and you got all the red bottoms, you got all the purses, you got all the belts, you got all the wallets. Dope. But then when I ask you how much money you got in assets, you're like, bro, that ain't even what I be doing. <laughs> you feel me? Like, that's my thing. Like, I ain't tripping on you being fly. Like, yo, be fly. Like, put that ish on, bro. I like seeing it. You feel me, Gary? No, I'm going to put it on. You know what I'm saying? I like seeing it. I think that I think that our biggest problem, Jose, is we be trying to compare ourselves to like what other cultures be doing. We be like, like I'll see posts and they'll be like, they'll have like the Migos and then they'll have Warren Buffett. Bruh, why are we doing that? You feel me? Like not one Gucci belt in sight. Yeah, but he got a hundred thousand million dollar yacht that you don't know about. You feel me that you make, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, I don't like that we do that. Like, every culture got something different. I ain't mad at us for wanting to be fresh. That's what we like to do. But I just want you to have more assets than you have. You know what I'm saying? Like, people, I saw Floyd the other day. He put up a post with all his watches. So, yeah, like 100 watches, right? Man, worth $300 million. I look in the comments. People saying, why would you waste money on them watches? Oh, he not smart. He can't read. And I'm, I'm like, what? He know how to read a contract. Show me what you did with your 300 million. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like we so judgmental. And I just feel like, man, I don't have a problem with you buying Louis Vuitton, but own a lot of the stock. It's cheaper. I don't mind you wearing Fendi. They own Louis Vuitton. I don't mind you. I want, my goal is I don't want us to live the life and own the assets. And I think we have the capacity to do both. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like when I used to be in the streets with my homies, like, yep, I had the same stuff they have on. Then I'll just show them, like, yo, I got 100 shells of Louis Vuitton away at Hennessy, bro. Like, you broke. <laughs> you feel me? We still in the trap hustling together. We still going to do our thing. You about to buy that bottle with Hennessy. I'm going to just be like, yep, you just added to what I got going on. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like if we can, if we can make the transition and we can be authentically who we are, 
You know what I'm saying? I want you to be fly. I want you to be fresh, but I want you to have them assets too. So when somebody tell you, you know, you spending more money on this, you be like, uh-uh, I ain't them. Don't compare me with them. I got six figures. I got five figures in assets and I got liabilities too. That's cool. I found the balance. Because what happens with us on a journey is, and I'm going to say this for real, you can be, there's a season to grind, but then there's a, se- there's a season to at least reap a little bit of the harvest. Right? Go on and taste the watermelon that you planted. You feel me? Go on. It's all right. Because what happens is when you grinding, 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 you stacking, 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 you investing, you investing, you investing, investing. Yep, you seen your money grow, but at some point you're gonna be like, bro, like, what am I? Well, let me touch a little bit. And, and when you come from a lot of places where we come from, a lot of us come, like some people come from wealthy families. Sometimes you just won't touch it. You just won't, I've been putting this work in, let me, let me touch it. And I don't think nothing wrong with that. Now, I could be wrong. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm, this my, I'm new money. I'm new money. So how I'm going to probably think when I'm 60 ain't going to be the same way I'm thinking now. But I don't believe that somebody that's a fresh millionaire, bro, like, touch that. Go take a trip somewhere you ain't never went before. Go buy the highest thing in the store one time just to say you bought it. You feel me? In 2014, I said, yo, I want that Bentley truck, dog. And when I got it, I had it after about a month. I was like, all right. My daughter act like it's a Toyota now. <laughs> I'm like, but it's a Bentley, right? <laughs> she like, Dad, I ain't tripping. Boom, slap. Why are you slamming my door? <laughs> I go in the back. She got Cheetos back there. Bro, this not, what you doing? You feel me? What are you doing? <laughs> Why you got your feet up on <laughs> What? But I feel like you should, I feel like once you, because the thing about it is this, Jose, once you get it and once you touch some of the things you wanted to touch, you realize it ain't even much that important no more. But if you don't get it out your system, you always going to expire to get it. You feel me? So I can wear this all day and I feel like nothing, but 90% of the time I'm going to have on trap or attire. The other 10%, I'm going to have on, no, the other 5% I'm going to have on workout clothes. The other 5%, I'm going to have that shit on. I'm okay with it. You got a VIP meetup? Guess what? I'm going to put that shit on. <laughs> you, don't get out of my business, dog. But that's how I feel, man. People might not agree with me. I'm not Dave Ramsey, man. It is what it is. I, I, won't, I won't get into this before we close out, y'all. Um, I always had this thing called Wilder from the OG. I come to this profound conclusion that out of fear, we don't want the assumptions about the way we look at life challenged. And that oftentimes make us bask in the agony of misinformation, which lures us into a threshold of habitual financial turmoil. Our frame of reference and our quality of life is diluted. And oftentimes we dream mediocre dreams and we accept subpar living. But I'm here to say that a new, a new day is amongst us. I'm here to say that expansion of our finances is here. 
I'm here to say that the evolution to the quality of life has now and will be normalized and the essence of how we speak of ourselves will now intoxicate those that hear us speak. Our defensive position in life will turn to offense because no longer will we be confined by our financial fears. It is important that we understand and take full advantage of the moment that we are in. And as trappers, we vow to take advantage of that. The wealth transfer is amongst us and we will, we will play the game. And ain't a damn thing they can do about it. When it comes to the stock market, I realize that the wealthiest people of America have at least 50% of their portfolio in the game. I'm not saying it's the only game you got to play, but it needs to be a part of what you're doing. And the mistakes that you don't address become the mistakes that you repeat. And the mistakes that you repeat no longer become accident, they become a choice. You can either wishful thank your way through America or you can go out and get what's yours. I always say that there's territory with our name on it, but we got to increase our capacity. We got to increase our capacity to understand money. We got to increase our capacity to invest money. And we got to increase our passive capacity to pass money down. There's one unique ingredient that I've seen from every person that has attained wealth. And it is the consistent pursuit of more information. Education and information changes the conversation. When you change the conversation, you change the compensation. And when you change the compensation, you change your realization. You change your reality. So it's important that we not only get the information, but then we have conversation and we talk to the people who think and see the world in a different way. Because when we don't, when we try to be the only person in our group and we try to force the people around us to think the way we can, it can be discouraging. When you're the only person trying to build wealth, when you're the only person trying to invest, when you're the only person in the group chat that won't see forward, when you're the only person in the group chat that won't come to the recession tour, we the only person in the group chat. It means you need to leave that group chat and get into another. One. And it don't mean we got to disown them. It just means that the level we on, they not there and we'll let them play catch up while we go out and get the territory with our name on. it. Man, this game not only going to change your life, but it's going to change generations. And you got to be bold enough to be the person that said, I will make the declaration to change my family's last name into an asset. Because if not you, then who? If not now, then when? And I want you to ask yourself this last question. How many generations will suffer because you have not taken action? This game not profound. This game ain't about who's the smartest 
in this game damn sure ain't about who got the most money when they started. It's about the end goal. It's about how many people on your family tree will you normalize freedom to? It's about how many people on your family tree that you would normalize being able to live a different quality of life. What is the new standard for your family? So when we say we are turning our last names to asset, I want you to know I take that personal. And I take it personal because I understand not only am I equipped, the inf- equipped with the information, I'm equipped with the confidence. And sometimes having the confidence to do something is actually greater than having the knowledge on doing it. Now, end with this. What you don't know is not a reason for you not to do it. So stop having those excuses and go out and get that territory with your name on. It's your boy, The Wall Street Trapper, episode 60. We're going to close that to the end. Two to that's close us out, baby.